Welcome to the Elliott Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott here with Aaron Elliott. I didn't Elliott. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. How about you guys after so long without a podcast? It's been a while, I know. And I just got a comment on Facebook saying, where have you been? And so I thought, well, you know what? We were going to do a podcast this weekend. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why we haven't done a podcast in a while, none of which are particularly interesting. Um, which actually leads me to the question of the week. Let's just do that right now because I um, have always wondered when vacations go truly bad, like have you ever been to a place that's so bad that you n just don't want to talk about it at all? And, and I realize this could be a very personal question, so you don't have to answer this part of the question, but I'd love to know where it was that you didn't want to talk about but more importantly, why didn't you want to talk about it? Did you feel like you went there and it was a waste of time or it was just a very bad experience and you didn't want anyone to know you had a bad experience? And the reason that I'm asking this question is that we just went somewhere and this is the reason for our absence is that we went somewhere and we just didn't want to talk about it. You know, we, we, yeah. we stayed somewhere. I, I don't even want to talk about where it was and we just didn't want to say anything. Yes. We just, yeah, we just didn't want to say anything. And so that's why we haven't done a podcast in four weeks. Yeah. We just, we had nothing to say. So we're, we're not going to talk about where we were. But um, maybe we can talk about some of the things, some of the reasons why we didn't want to talk about this. Aaron, do you have any thoughts about why we were gone for five weeks? There's a lot of reasons to be gone for five weeks. Um, I can go over all of them, but let me just say this. There was nothing to talk about on even a bi-weekly basis. We spent most of our time inside working and really without much to do because we had not adequately scouted all the opportunities or lack thereof in the places where we were. So that's the best I'm going to give you. And I think that really overall, I'm just grateful that we now have come back with some experience that is worth sharing yeah. with you, our beloved audience, because, you know, what would it be, what good would it be to make a podcast where we just talked about how much nothing we did? Well, I think that uh, my takeaway from all this is that we just didn't really plan uh, the experience very well. And uh, I thought, you know, I like to think of myself as being a fairly experienced traveler, but uh, we selected the wrong destination and the wrong neighborhood to be in, and we didn't really have much to do while we were there. So uh, if there's anything to be learned from our experience of being in a place that we didn't want to talk about, it's just that you have to be very, you have to plan very carefully. And we, in this case, uh, we, we had some bad information, and we just unfortunately made a series of bad decisions that uh, led us to a place that we, you know, really didn't want to be in. So enough said, right? But now we are in Melbourne, Australia, which is a really cool place. We're going to talk more about Melbourne next week. But today, right now, I want to talk about Tasmania. Yes. Because we were in Tasmania for the last 10 days, and it was pretty mind-blowing. Tell us a little bit about Tasmania. You know, it's mostly national park. It is. It's more so than 50% national park, yeah. right? When you go there, it's going to be a, a nature visit. You're not there for cities. You're not there for uh, attractions um, other than nature attractions. 
you're going there for a hike. You know, you're going there to swim in a lake. You're going there for the beach. Yeah. You're going there to see the beautiful environment there. And also the, um, the cute animals too. There's some Tasmanian animals, devils. Ta yeah, animals specific to Tasmania. Tasmanian devils, uh, wombats. Wombats are so they cute. They are adorable. I will post pictures of wombats. Yeah. yeah. That's the sort of trip you're going there for. Yeah, it's um, not to say that there's no culture there because there's the Mona, which is an amazing museum. Mm. You, you get there by ferry. And it is uh, it's unlike anything you've ever seen. Um, the building itself is a work of art. But, um, and Hobart is a really cool town. Reminds me a lot of some of the Western towns that we've lived in. But it is a, a really a, it's unlike anything in Australia. You have, they, li they love to say four seasons in a day where you can, it can snow in the morning, it can be blazing hot in the, in the afternoon. And we were there in late summer, early fall, and we did have four seasons in a day where we had yeah. really cold weather in the morning. Crazy. And Aaron, what did you think of uh, Tasmania? Well, I want to say this first about Tasmania, just in case our listeners don't know where it is. Oh, good idea, yeah. Because awesome. Tasmania, sometimes people hear Tasmania, they have no idea where that is. So Tasmania, you know, if you've been following, we've been in Australia. So it is south of the sort of east coast of Australia. It's uh, really south of the south coast, but it's closer to the east coast of Australia anyway. It's that little island at the bottom, and yeah. it is a... It's right there. It's Tasmania. It's a huge island. It's one and a half times the size of Switzerland. So it's not huge, but it is pretty big. It's big, yeah. It's, uh, and driving through it is a challenge. It's really big. And yeah, so Hobart is really the, it's, I believe it's the capital city. Yes, of Hobart Tasmania is the capital, yeah. Because Tasmania is technically a state. And a lot of culture there. We went, we ate at a restaurant, saw their cafes. The Mona is really great. We were there while they had an exhibit from Tomás Saraceno, which is a Spanish artist, and it was all about spiderwebs. It was one of the best modern art museum, uh, modern art exhibits. So they had this great exhibit that had spiderwebs and lasers, and it was so super trippy. And it was also an auditory experience. So it was not just like an interactive visual experience, but it was also interactive. The audio was interactive too parts of the exhibit. So, for example, there was one exhibit that had a spider web that would go up and down and it would modulate a synthesizer. Yeah, it created sound, right. Yeah. And it also has a lot of other things. It is not a place to bring your kids because it is very edgy. There's some adult themes. So, if, you're, if you thought that modern art just wasn't enough, you know, it was, yeah, this is nice, but not edgy enough. Go to Mona. It has the edgiest modern art ever. I mean, I would go just to Tasmania for that if you're only interested in art. Other than that, um, Tasmania has huge natural reserves, has Mount, uh, Mount Wellington. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the big mountain. That's next Kuna to, Kunani. Yeah, not, right, right next to Hobart. And, yeah, uh, and you have a great view from there. A, lot of, yes. a lot of indigenous uh, wildlife, flora and fauna. You have the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Can't, can't fail to mention that. Right, well, I, I, I'm glad you, you brought that up because we, were, we spent about five days on an intrepid tour of the uh, kind of the northeastern part of the island. And we got to see uh, Cradle Mountain and uh, some of the very remote areas uh, of the 
of the island that few people actually get to. Yeah. And we got to see a, a Tasmanian devil preserve where mm -hmm. they, they keep the devils. And the reason they keep the, I should say Tasmanian devils are nothing like you think you've seen in a cartoon. They're actually um, very cute little animals, especially the babies. And I'll post a photo of the Tasmanian devils that we saw. Um, but they love to fight. And so when you, when you see people fighting and you say you're fighting like Tassie devils, that's because the devils really do love to, they make mm -hmm. a, a particular noise when they're fighting. It's a hissing fighting. sound. Yeah, yeah. And, they're, and they really do, uh, they, they seem to just enjoy fighting. It's like my family, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner with my our family. family. Yes, our, our family. Yeah. Um, but we went and saw that and we saw some of the, the beaches. It's very rugged and very remote. And, uh, and, and we heard all about also the, the Tasmanian tiger that's now extinct. And there are people there who think they've still seen some tigers, which was kind of interesting. But if you are really looking to get away from everything, it really doesn't get more remote than Tasmania. Yeah. It's, I know Australia is already pretty remote, but Tasmania is even remoter than, yeah. more that's remote, even a word. more remote than Australia. And the people there, I don't know, what did you think, I and the people that we met in Tasmania? Pretty chill. Yeah, yeah, they're not like the Australians in the mainland. No, no, you, they're just like, yeah, I'm just here, middle of nature, they're, nothing much. Yeah, uh, they were very friendly. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we were invited to be on a radio show, uh, ABC Radio. Aaron and I went and we got interviewed by uh, Lucy, the host of the show. And uh, I think that there's just some genuine curiosity as to what Americans would be doing all the way out in Tasmania. Which is kind of neat. I mean, I think that I'm trying to think of how we would feel maybe in Alaska or some of the remoter parts of Arizona if someone from Tasmania went. We would be a curiosity, you know. So that was fun. What did you think of, our, of the interview that, that we did, Aaron? Oh, it was really fun. I got to join and, uh, you know, people heard our voices, which was really nice. Yeah, we got actually emails after the interview. That's the first time. I've, I've done radio and TV interviews for a long time. And I think it's the first time in a while I remember getting an email afterwards from a reader going, ah, or a listener. And I, I, I saw, I heard you on the radio and they invited me to tea. That was really great. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't make it though, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Well. No, they, he was on a motorcycle tour of Tasmania. He was from Brisbane. But really very interesting that people would reach out like that. And it says a lot about Australians especially Tasmanians, that you, you, would, um, you would do something like that. So I have one question to ask before we move on to talk about our general impressions. For our listeners in the United States, how would you liken Tasmania to some part of the United States? What part of the United States is most similar to Tasmania? Oh, Iden. Iden. You can answer that first. <laughs> I need some time to think about that. similar to Tasmania? In yeah. the United States. Well, you see, I, I would say um, Alaska because it's so far off. Yeah. Um, a lot of liquid sunshine there, too. <laughs> uh, except I would say Alaska is a little bit more extreme than Tasmania. Tasmania, you know, the weather isn't very extreme. And it's not so far south that it immediately becomes dark the second fall hits. 
You know, uh, there were so many fern forests there that I would go with Pacific North Northwest. I would which, say uh, you know, Washington. Yes, like Seattle area. Yeah, I would. Th- I would say it's mo- most similar to Oregon, Washington, North uh, Northern California. Yeah, exactly. Especially when when you get into those pine forests. Oh yeah, it reminds me a lot of the redwood forests in uh, Northern California. How about yeah. you, Aaron? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that particularly Northern California, that whole Pacific Northwest region, just like it. Only difference, you don't have pines. It's all eucalyptus. All of the mammals are marsupials. And not just, uh, not just wallabies, wombats, but also koalas, if you've never heard of them. They're like... I think people have heard of koalas. Yeah. No, not koalas. Oh. Koals. Koals. Oh, this is Q-U-O-L-L. we should talk about those. Yes. See, I thought you said koalas. Koals are like rats that have been painted. But they're apex predators. Yes, but they look like a work of art. Yeah. You see them and they have these little dots and it looks like um, a painter has just captured one of them and then painted little polka mm-hmm. dots on the qual. And they're, they're beautiful animals. Yeah, but, but you also have sugar gliders. Yes, I mean, I don't do. know how many of you have heard of sugar gliders, but those are the cool flying marsupials that you know eat small amounts of fruit and that you can like they were sold as pets, I remember. Yes, I remember we almost States. bought a sugar glider and then we thought our cats would probably eat them. Oh. Which cat, our cats would have eaten them. Yeah. They were very expensive too. I think they would have been cheaper to fly to Tasmania and capture a sugar glider and bring <laughs> it back. Yeah, yeah. It would have probably been illegal. Yeah. But uh, in general, all the animals in Tasmania that we saw were all quite interesting. You, uh, as a, per, per a person from literally anywhere except for... Australia and Tasmania uh, and New Zealand, I guess, you'll be surprised by what you see. Uh, the most surprising animal I saw was a black parrot in one of the fern forests. It's a black cockatoo. Yeah, they're huge. Uh, and I initially thought it was a crow, but then I heard it squawking and I said, that's not a sound that a crow makes. And then I saw its profile and it had the classic kind of um, parrot profile where it's the... the Beak. Yeah, you have the curved beak. Curved beak, yeah. And it also has a little bit of the mohawk sort yeah. of thing. And it, but it was all black, and I thought, oh, I've never seen anything like that before. Did you see anything that you've never seen before? Oh, I've seen a lot of things that I've never seen before. I mean, one of the things that I thought was most striking uh, that uh, our tour guide told us is that there are no termites. So that means that... The trees. In order... Yeah. yeah. So that means that there's a lot of dead trees that are just still standing. Yeah. And that's a lot of eucalyptus trees. Um, for whatever reason, for mental health awareness, they've decided to paint some of them blue. Um, oh, is that why they painted them blue? Yeah, yeah, that's what he was saying. Hmm, Supposedly yeah, yeah. that color calms people down, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but then also yeah. another thing is, if you walk in, for example, the Tarkine Forest, which is T-A-R-K-I-N-E. Beautiful like place. Like Tartine. Yeah. The Tarkine Forest, which is a lot like the temperate rainforests of the Pacific Northwest, um, you get to see a lot of mushrooms. And that's because those mushrooms, their job is to actually break down the wood, whereas in other ecosystems, that would be the, that would be the job of a, uh, of a termite. And, yeah. I, I want to do a quick sidebar here on driving in Australia, because not only do they drive on the wrong side of the road, yeah. but they also drive quite aggressively. I didn't. So, <laughs> this is a good one. Um, I feel like I have been 
particularly discriminated against <laughs> by the cars of Australia and Tasmania. Yeah. I will cross the road with a car a very good distance from me. Mm -hmm. And they will look me dead in the eye, the driver, mm -hmm. and put their foot all the way down. And head straight for you. Head straight for me, as fast as they possibly can. Yeah. And the same thing happened in Perth. The same thing happened in Brisbane. And the same thing happened in Tasmania. Now, here's the thing. They were so chill until they got on the road. Yeah, there's something about Australians driving. I've experienced the exact same thing where I'm crossing a road, and instead of slowing down, the car actually accelerates and heads right for me. Oh, that's what I just said. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I know. Well, it, I, we were talking with our that's guide. That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. We were talking with our guide, yeah. and we were like, why do you think they do this? And they're like, you know, I feel like there's uh, some pent-up anger, and they like <laughs> just, to take it out You on don't the say, road. right? <laughs> they like to take it out on the road, yeah. um, and the person, uh, the people that... Uh, are the most affected by it are pedestrians, which anyone could be. So I don't think really anyone likes this, but they still do it. When we were in this other city that whose name I won't mention, uh, we actually saw, you weren't with us, we saw someone who had been hit by a car. He was lying in the road and oh, being Jesus. attended to by medics. And, uh, you know, I, I was not surprised when I saw that because I, I do believe they actually are trying to somehow get you out of the road. Don't cross my road. Uh, and, and so when they see you, they will actually accelerate. And then sometimes they'll actually hit you. It's, it's not good for the driver either because if they, you know, if you kill somebody it's bad. at it's full speed, very bad you have no them. excuse. Yeah. So if you get hit by a car, you can rest assured that they have hit you as fast as they possibly could have because the second you step foot, they really like to accelerate. So uh, the takeaway is if you go to Australia, make sure you're always crossing at one of the zebra crosswalks. And even when you're doing that, um, make sure that you look to see if there are any cars coming. And mm -hmm. if you do, let them go first because they're not going to yield to you. They will not. This is not Norway. They're not going to stop for you. They will keep going. And so, fast. And, and they may even accelerate. Okay. Aaron, I need to know from you, who would you recommend a visit to a place like Tasmania to? Really, anyone who likes marsupials, um, temperate rainforests, really the freshest water and air in the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, they do have the freshest water and air in the world there. Um, and that is because of various reasons. You can look that up later. So just a lot of natural... Uh, natural resources in one place. Yep. Someone who likes visiting breweries, they have um, and distilleries. Too, and distilleries. Yes. <laughs> they make a lot of whiskey and they grow a lot of apples. It's sort of like the bread basket. They used to call it the Apple Isle. Um, they still people, have a lot of apples there. Yeah. They have a lot of apples. They do apple cider, apple, uh, all sorts of apple things. Yeah. Um, that's who I would recommend this to. Also, if you're just someone who wants to see really edgy modern art, then yeah, definitely. The problem with going to a place like uh, Tasmania is that it is just so far away from the United States. It takes at least 24 hours to get to Tasmania from the west coast of the United States. And usually much more because you have to catch a flight from somewhere else. And then you, you have at least three, but sometimes four stopovers. 
So you stop over in LA and then it's Sydney and then Sydney to Hobart. And by the time you arrive in Hobart, you want to sleep for three days straight. So my advice is if you go to a place like Tasmania is give yourself plenty of time, yeah, including enough time to get over jet lag, which is at least two days. Yeah. So just think about spending at least two weeks in, in a place like Tasmania. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then also get around to one of the things that we didn't do because I'm just a scaredy cat. So we didn't rent a car because I don't want to drive on the other side of the road. I'm just freaked out about that. But if you find a way of getting around, um, that would be my other piece of advice is uh, take a tour or get a bus or whatever it takes, but get out of Hobart and see the rest of the island. Yep. Really, what you'll notice is that it is, uh, similar to the U.S., a very car-centric country, Australia. So if you aren't as afraid as you are, and um, uh, fine. Or sorry, you, I say you as a yes, That's you probably did. very confusing. Said generically, if, if the viewer is not as much of a wuss as we have, my we have father, listeners. we have listeners. In this okay. Podcast. Yes. It, um, then do it, please. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. we've been we've been trying to get him to do it. We've been begging him to do it this whole time. Uh, yeah. Well, now that we're in Melbourne, we don't really need a car. Yeah. Uh, some you know things to warn people about. Australia, and in particular, uh, Tasmania. Um, I think that people, it is a very well-developed state in Australia, yes. but there are some things that you're not going to find that we've become accustomed to in the United States. You know, you're not going to find the same grocery stores that you have in the U.S. It's, uh, it's Woolworths or IGA, and the selection is pretty limited compared to what you would find in the U.S., what are some of the other differences between uh, uh, really Hobart and Tasmania and what you'd find in the States? Well, there's the side of the road. Um, I'm sure that the driving behavior is different. The, uh, very different, Yeah. Yes. Um, and then there's, of course, the grocery stores. I would say, from my perspective, the food is not of the same quality, just uh, period. I mean, yeah, you can get really good, I'm sure, apples and things like that from the grocery store, but... The stuff you're going to find in the grocery store and the stuff that you're going to get at restaurants, um, look, Australians like really sweet food. They like putting a spoonful of sugar in everything. Yep. So yeah. if you buy something, expect it to be sweet, no matter how spicy they say it is. The other day we went to a Zombrero, which is a, uh, Zombrero's is a Mexican place, yeah. and we asked for the spiciest thing on the menu. It was sweet. We asked for it, the spiciest thing on the menu. It was not spicy. Sickeningly it was sweet, in fact. Sweet. <laughs> Saccharin sweet, yes. yes. So if you're looking for good food, um, <coughs> Tasmania is not the place to go. I would definitely recommend uh, just getting your own stuff and buying food at the grocery store. Um, just getting very simple things if you do not like Australian food. Otherwise, very good food in Hobart. There are some restaurants that I'm sure you're going to like. And if you somehow manage to only survive off of, like, whiskey, then I'm sure that that's an option. <laughs> You've got bigger problems You've if you're doing problems that. You've got bigger problems then. Like, yes, you shouldn't yeah. be driving then. Okay, there is a difference in the food in a, a place like Tasmania and in Australia in general is that you always have to ask, especially about the, the sweetness level, because they, everything is sweetened quite a bit more than you find in the United States. Um, it's like 
you know, I think 20 years ago, 30 years ago, people just added more sugar to everything. And then people started to realize in the States that sugar may not be as beneficial to your health as you think. And they started putting less sugar in. And so now uh, I think that this is really, it reminds me of how we used to eat 20 years ago, really. Um, the, there are other differences too, not just driving on the other side of the road. It's, uh, I think that people have a different outlook in a place like uh, Tasmania. They, uh, they're very uh, focused on the here and now much more. I think that they're much more pragmatic. Uh, there's, although, you know, we were talking to, to Danny, who uh, runs one of the local transportation companies, and he was talking about how people are fairly materialistic and like collecting things. But the people that we met in Hobart seemed very, you know, kind of more like granola, like uh, almost hippie types that were. And, and I guess maybe it's just where we, we were in North Hobart, and maybe that's just a little bit more of an eclectic neighborhood. But overall, though, I will say the friendliest people that we met in Australia were in Tasmania, the Tasmanians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree. So, will we come back? Would you go back to to Tasmania? Actually, I would specifically just go to Tasmania if I'm being honest. Instead of yeah, the weather there was actually really nice. You had a cool breeze; it wasn't too hot, and the nature was beautiful. Uh, the people were people were were chill. Oh my goodness, I'm having a tongue twister here. The people were chill. Um, the the food was actually comparatively good, mm-hmm. I would say. You know, every piece of food you're going to get in Australia is, is kind of just going to be way too sweet. Uh, but if you compare it to the other cities we've been in in Australia, Hobart actually had better food. Um, Hobart and Launceston. And um, it's just more well-rounded. So, yeah. yeah, I would actually specifically just go to Tasmania. Yeah, I would go back too. I probably would... Uh... If I could stay a little bit longer, I would, and I'd hang out in Hobart, and I would maybe drive out, get used to driving maybe on the other side of the road, and I would go maybe do a couple of hikes up there in the forest. They're just so beautiful, those fern forests. How about you, Aaron? Would you go back? Yeah, you know, I think that I could make uh, Hobart last a week or two um, with my interests. I would rent a car. I'd stay in Hobart. I'd do the south of the island, and then maybe I'd go to Launceston and do the north. I wasn't as big a fan of the north, though. I mean, they had more national parks and things like that, but I really did like the uh, Hobart part of the island. And to that extent also, I think that there are other parts of Australia that, you know, having been there once, I now know, like, uh, which parts I'd like to stay in. And so I would say... If I were to go back to Australia, definitely I'd go back to Tasmania, but like just one day in Melbourne, and I think, yeah, I'd go back to Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Already. Well, we're going to do we're, Melbourne we're, next week. But we're having yes. a great time here already. Like, yeah. Where we are. Yeah. In Melbourne, yeah. Melbourne is good. We, we're fans already. Our question of the week, again, is, is there a place that you visited that you don't ever want to talk about? You don't have to actually give us the name of the place that you've been to, although I think I didn't let it slip during this podcast. That's okay. And uh, let us know what the more, more important question is, what was it that made you never want to talk about it? What happened to you there that just made you never, ever want to mention this to anyone? I'd love to know. I think yeah. the comment section is going to be very interesting. We'll be there, too. We'll be answering 
your uh, questions. And I'm going to get Aaron and Aiden also to come in and answer your comments. As well. I would so personally that should be like very to interesting. Know. Everybody, I'm very interested. I would personally like to know. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, um, we're going to be in Melbourne for the next two and a half weeks, and then we're headed off to a completely different country. So that should be very interesting, and we will be reporting from there. So thanks for listening to the LA Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott, here with Aaron and Aiden. Boys, let's all say goodbye. Bye. Ciao, ciao.